The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, Kinky Connections and Kinky Education. We're kinky, done differently. what women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun discussion about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy, as well as an intimate discussion about how to connect with our own authentic self. With questions asked by a guy. And now here is your host, John, or as we call him around here, hi there, catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to the show on FETCON Week. I can't wait to get to Florida in a couple of days to meet so many of the guests that have been on this show for the very first time. And we'll revisit with some of them, and I'll share some of those interviews in an upcoming edition of our program. On today's episode, we have our second visit with one of our favorite people in the scene, it's the Matrix Dominatrix, Master Trinity. Through their latex fetish, amazing content on her own, and recently with a captivating group called Reflective Desire, to her work running Shine Fitness, motivating people to better health through exercise and latex exercise, Trinity is a tour de force. Now living in Miami, she's living the dream. And in this episode, I discuss some very personal things with her. This show will get emotional and vulnerable for me, and I hope you will travel the journey with me as Trinity and I uncover some truths that I've not discussed here or with many people. It's a different side of me than you've ever seen before, and I thank Master Trinity for making that space to talk available. Master Trinity, the Matrix Dominatrix, on what women and other wonderful humans want. It's five questions about memorable firsts. We call it the first five. First time you walked into your new place in Miami and how you felt. First, first time I walked into my new place in Miami, I opened the door. My first reaction was, thank God, because <laughs> I, I moved down here. I didn't see the place before moving down here. So what it, whatever it looked like, I was stuck with. And it was better than what I had seen in the photos. And I was so relieved, <laughs> so relieved. And this, this place is my little heaven. It's been awesome. <laughs> first time you ever got on a motorcycle and your feelings about it. Uh, first time I got on a motorcycle was, it was like either the beginning of March or it was like the end of March of last year. And 
the first time I got on it, I actually, I was scared as fuck because <laughs> it stalled on me one time. It stalled on me the second time. So I was like, all right, I need to give it some gas. And I gave it some gas and it was zooming. So I had like stop really fast. Right. My heart was pounding so hard. And at one point I was like, God damn, am I going to be too scared to learn how to ride a motorcycle now? Cause I'm terrified. So I just stopped for a moment, went back inside, had a glass of water, calmed down, came out and, and figured it out. So, but it was terrifying. Love it now. <laughs> First time you set foot in the reflective desire studios and your thoughts about going in there? Well, the first time you say studios, Reflective Desire Studios. When I first walked into the studios, I actually had not realized I had walked into most of the studios until I had walked through them and realized that the parts of those studios are parts of this magnificent, magnificent property. (laughs) And there was one particular studio that was, they created a gym. And when they first showed me that, they had shown me pictures of it before I came. So I already knew it was going to be amazing. But walking in and seeing just, it was unreal. I was just like, everything came to life from the pictures you see in the the 2D screen. It was 3D all around me. And it was just, it was magnificent. It was beautiful. But it really, really showed though, whenever we were all rubbered up. And just looking at looking at the people that I was making the pictures with and stuff like that, and just seeing them moving in real life with this background, it was just it was, it was indescribable, <laughs> indescribable beauty. First time you went out in rubber in Miami and people in public and the people's reaction around you. Mm. All right, first time I went out in rubber in public in Miami. Oh, okay. That was the first time I, I got on my motorcycle and I drove to like this little, just empty area. And I did this little like how to video, how to like stretch. If you're on your bike, you know, for a long time, your back starts to hurt for a while, you know, especially if you're like on a sport bike too, and you're leaning forward for a long time. So I was like, Oh, this would be fun. It would be like a fun excuse to put some latex on, move my body, do what I love, ride some motorcycle. All right, let's do it. So that was the first time I wore latex in public. Only a couple of people noticed, uh, like this FedEx driver was like driving past and he turned around and made, you know, a big loop. It was pretty funny, but no, for the most part, no one really saw me the very first time I wore latex, but I've worn latex out in public a couple of times now. Final question in the first five, what is a first you have yet to do in your new home? first I have yet to do in my new home. I have yet to tie anyone up in rope bondage in my new home besides myself. Is that something that's interesting you a lot? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I have like, I have some goals of how I'm setting up my place with with certain areas that can be used you know for certain types of bondage so it's still getting panned out but that's something i've yet to do and we have just gotten started with master trinity the matrix dominatrix on what women and other wonderful humans want welcome back to the program joined by master trinity aka matrix dominatrix you just got finished a couple months ago going to the Florida Fetish Factory. 
That was after you'd gone to some other events. What's it like going to these events for you as still kind of a relative newcomer? Well, I would have to say, I feel as though this was really my only first event because the other events I had gone to, one was a strictly kink event and not a fetish event, which I've now learned is very different. Very different. Kinksters don't understand fetishists. <laughs> you know, fetishists understand kinksters. There's a little bit between, but it definitely wasn't a fetish event. And then the party before that, it was also too. It was like a small kink event in uh, Pittsburgh. So first time at a fetish event and it being Fetish Factory weekend, which was a really, really fun time, really great weekend. Uh, it was intimidating. You know, it was intimidating. It was, it was a lot to soak in, you know, seeing that many people wearing stuff that you usually only see maybe you and maybe another couple people wear at the same time. Like everyone's having this great time. Everyone's partying and just like talking, connecting. It was just, it was so beautiful to see. It was beautiful, but it like blew my mind. (laughs) It blew my mind. It was a lot to soak in. You said kinksters and fetishes don't necessarily understand each other. Expound on that, please. Because I find that fascinating. Maybe I use the wrong word if they don't understand each other. It's just that they're definitely two different things. You can be a fetishist and be into kink, and you can be a kinkster and into fetish. But kink and fetish are not the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, kink has a lot to do with, um, like like relationship dynamic and, and power exchange and using tools to create those, you know, those types of um, energies and dynamics. Whereas like fetish, it's about like, does some sort of thing or material that's not normally sexualized, is it turning you on, you know? Mm -hmm. So you can, you can sandwich the two. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. You can sandwich the two together and it makes this beautiful combination, which a lot of people do enjoy. But not every fetishist is a kinkster and not every kinkster is a fetishist. There are two different things. And going to an event where it's mostly kink, you know, it's much different than going to an event that's mostly fetish. They're two different things. This will be interesting to know when I go to FetCon in August. So good to know that. Were you at a kink event or was it like a, what kind of event was it? I have been to Kinky College and I've been to Winter Wickedness and Cope, which were all kink events. Mm-hmm. FetCon will be the first fetish event I've gone to, but I had never thought about the dynamics between the two. Juan, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time at FetCon. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And it will be the first time I'll get to meet so many of my guests. I think there's at least 20 maybe more of my guests that are going to be there that I've never met before. So it's pretty cool for me. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. It's going to be way different. You're going to understand what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. When you go to FedCon, you're going to understand what I've just said very much. So. (laughs) Did you feel like you were a bit of a celebrity or were you ever taken aback by how many people knew of you? Because you have a bit of fame when it comes to, I don't think it's just me that realizes this, but there are a lot of people who have seen your images and are in awe of who you are. Well, all right. 
So I know you're in awe of who I am, you know, but then, you know, I, I do know that there's a, a decent amount of people who recognize my name, you know, mm-hmm. um, but there's still a lot of people in the fetish community who aren't really into social medias and stuff like that, um, that are out there at parties and stuff that we connect with. So in a sense, like I'm, at this point, you know, at, at events, I'm not surprised when people come up to me and they're like, oh, I know who you are, you know, or if it's people that I've already been com- in communication with online knowing that they're at the party but at the same time there's definitely not like everyone knows me here and I'm like some celebrity like there's a lot of people who don't know of me which is kind of nice you know (laughs) you don't don't have so much pressure and stuff like that so it's great is there anybody that you really wanted to meet that you were in awe of when you met them Hmm. well I met a couple of friends that I already knew that were going to be there, but I have to admit there was this really hot couple there that I had been following on Instagram for a while. I've been a big fan of their style and just like their thing. And they were there. And when I met them, I didn't know who they were, but I've always seen them with suits. So I obviously wouldn't have recognized them, but I remember seeing um, the, the girl and I was like, damn, she's so hot. And then when I found out who they were and I realized they were like these latex, like my little mini celebs that I followed for a while, I was like blown away. It was, it was, I was in awe of what they had going on because they were really hot. With everybody being there in fetish wear, many of them in latex, how empowering was it to realize you're in a group of very much like people who understand you? Well, I would almost say it didn't even feel like that empowering at that point. It feels empowering to be in latex in situations where other people might not be because mm-hmm. you're like confident. Stuff like that. It honestly just felt like, no, this is, this is a nice life. You know, like these are just nice everyday clothes at this point, you know, you're, everyone's wearing latex every single day. And it became just almost like a sense of normalcy, which was wild in itself. And it felt relaxing in that sense because you could just, be in your clothes, not have to worry, like, is, am I offending anybody or like, but looking around your shoulder, you just were enjoying and enjoying what everyone else is wearing too. So it was very relaxing and, and like comforting to know that there's everyone else around you enjoying it just as much as you were. So. For those of us who dream about being able to wear latex or that kind of fashion, almost in a 24 seven way, And I realize that's putting it way out there, but in a way that it is more regular than not. What does it feel like when you finally give yourself permission to do it? Hmm. Like wear latex for that long? Or wear latex whenever you want to, as opposed to it being something special. I guess that would vary for every different person, but for me uh, specifically, it after about day three it started to feel like a second skin like it was almost like this is how I would have described it like the first day was exciting and it felt really fun because you're wearing latex around other people you know and you get to finally like show off your outfit you know and it was super fun and then the second day you know it's fun but then after a while you start to feel the effects of having on your skin for that long so it's like ooh, okay this is great third day I mean it's the third day and your skin's kind of starting to scream like how much longer are we going to do this for 
But then it, there's like this breaking point where all of a sudden, like the skin just accepts it. And it just felt like it was just sucking the latex like into me. And I felt like it just became a second skin. And like by Sunday, I was in my cat suit, my latex cat suit from the very first party. I was like in it for like 16 hours and it just felt right. I didn't want to take it off. And it, it was, it was a wild feeling, but it was very, very interesting how it just became almost very normal. Can you take me into your mind? about what it's like to have that on? It is an indescribable feeling. It, you can only describe it so much. It feels like you're being squeezed a little bit everywhere. You can feel slick and slimy in it if you put a bunch of lube in it. It feels like air is really cold or the sun gets really hot. Like it, the heat and the cool is intense. Every, everything's intensified with it. It's the best way to describe it, but you've got to try it to really understand what it really feels like. Well, since the last time we talked, I have actually got to try it. Did you enjoy it? And the first time I put it on was a cat suit that I had ordered for myself. And as you would with cat suits that you really can't afford to get an expensive one, it didn't quite fit the way I wanted it to. So that was an interesting experience. But then when I went up to meet Amanda Wildfire and Queen P up in Minneapolis, I got to be able to try on what Amanda had called a cat suit that will fit you properly. And it did. But it was a double layer cat suit where it was inflatable on the outside and skin tight on the inside. And that was five days after I had gotten to try my very first latex vac bed. The latex vac bed was so emotional that I broke down and cried because I had never felt so safe in my entire life. Every part of me was being held in a way that I could not prevent being held and I didn't want to leave being held. And then when I tried on this amazing cat suit that Amanda and, and Queen P put me in. I felt like it was a, an out-of-body experience. I saw myself in the mirror or would get a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I was something totally different. And then when they continued on and put me into a heavy latex body bag and strap that up so here I am in basically four layers of latex that took over as the most safe I've ever felt mm -hmm. and they actually had latex underwear as part of this outfit so latex was literally squeezing every part of me including my male parts which I had never felt anything like that before and the latex toe socks with the latex in between my toes 
and the gloves that were so tight that you felt like they were an extension of you. And it was remarkable. And I remembered our first conversation and I went, this is what she's talked about. And I was able to understand what you had told me about what it feels like for you. And when we come back on the program, I want to talk about a word I just used and why I need to be more conscious of that for my own self when we come back. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Have you ever wanted to try something a little kinky in the bedroom but had no idea where to start? Or maybe your partner just told you they're into water sports. No, not the jet ski kind. And you really want to fulfill their fantasy, but you're nervous. That's totally normal. I'm Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist who's talked about kink in magazines like Cosmo, Playboy, and Glamour, and on my podcast, The Dildorks. My new book, 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do, is a guide to some of the hottest and best-known kinks out there, from age play to zapping and everything in between. Each section offers three suggestions for ways you can try out your new interest with a partner or even by yourself. Curious? Order your copy now at 101kinkythings.com and start learning new things about your sexuality. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others. Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope you'll support us and support the show by visiting bit.ly slash catsuitcon, C-A-T-S-U-I-T-C-O-N, to see how you can support our efforts in doing in-person interviews, as well as attending conferences and being able to teach kindness and authenticity to some wonderful people. And also, if you get a chance, hop on over to Apple or Spotify and leave the show a rating or review. We'd really appreciate it. We invite you to follow us on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter, What Women Want Podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. And now back to this episode of What Women and other wonderful humans want. 
Welcome back to the program, joined by Master Trinity, the Matrix Dominatrix. I have expressed my sheer uh, admiration for you on many occasions, not only because of what you are able to do to express yourself, the inspiration you have given me to get back to exercising, which I may need some inspiration as we continue this conversation, because sometimes exercise is kind of tough when you're dealing with depression and you have to fight through that. And the other thing that I absolutely appreciate about you is the fact that you have been an inspiration to me from a decision that wasn't a decision, but it's just a realization. And that is a few weeks ago, I put on Instagram and on my FetLife that I believe that the term gender fluid worked for me and was more of who I am based on my mindset and the fact that I've never felt comfortable as I always called it a typical male. But then I started to understand that when I was a teenager and I was having those thoughts of women being uh, captured, and I always say I go to damsel mode, that I always wanted to be them. And it wasn't a case of body dysmorphia. It was more of a mindset that I have always been called androgynous by my therapist in the way that I think and the way I approach things. And I always thought that I had the label of straight male and it always bothered me. And you are one of the gender fluid people that I know that express it so well. Because when you are your genuine self, you are Trinity. There is not a male or a female to it. When you portray your true self, you are just you. And that has always inspired me. I'm glad, John. I'm glad I inspire you. I say I'm me, but I'm what also just whatever you want to see, you know, people project, you know, what they see onto you, you know, I'm, I'm but a mirror, <laughs> I'm but a mirror, <laughs> but I am also me. When you made the decision to use gender fluid as a label, although I hate labels, but when you decided to identify as that, what led to you coming to that realization? Um, my own self-exploration and wanting people to understand and be maybe supportive of that if that's what they decide they want to do um, and understand that there are many aspects to, to how I like to portray myself, especially uh, in latex. The energy I give off, you know, 
we, we all embody masculine and feminine energies. And I believe that people who are gender fluid are very, very good at tapping into either or both. And especially when you're very much anonymous looking, it can be difficult to kind of differentiate between is that, is that a girl or is that a guy under there? Well, yeah, you know, it depends on the energy that you're receiving from that person. What does that feel like to you? What is that, what is that pattern recognized in your brain of what you perceive to be man or woman, you know, decide, you know? So I tell people, I'm like, I, it's not a label for me. I'm not like, all right, you have to call me she, he, it, and they, all this. No, no, no. Just call me whatever it looks like to you. Cause that's what it is. You know, I don't label it. I've, I've, I explore every option and I enjoy every option and it varies day to day. So as I journey down my you know, path of exploration, I invite people to feel they do not have to be judged if they misgender me. I am what I, I'm what you see, you know, that's good enough for me. Was there a time when you realized that, there wasn't any sort of gender in there where was there a time when you realized I can't be defined as one or another that I am who I am? I think it was at the very, it it all happened at the same time. You know, it wasn't as though I was, you know, I've been a, a labeled a girl all my life. Well, I, I want to feel what it is like to be a boy. I want to feel like what it is to be, you know, a nothing, you know, mm-hmm. just, just a soul being, you know, an energetic frequency, you know, it, it all made sense all together at the same time. And it's just, it's just what it is. It's the Trinity and being able to embody all three of those energies is the masculine, the feminine, and, and, and the divine, you know, one that connects us all, you know, it's just the state of being, you know. I have had the privilege of seeing um, a couple of videos that you've posted and some pictures of you getting to play. I have never got to see you play before. I've seen you model, but I've never gotten to see you play before. And there is an amazing energy that comes out in that. You have been a lifestyle dom for quite a while uh, and learning each and every day. But when I saw you play, I went, wow, this is powerful. Does it make you feel powerful or has it been an evolution? (laughs) Which video are you talking about? I remember you were topping a guy you had on a full latex cat suit and the impact and the velocity in which you were throwing the flogger was more intense than I had ever seen in person. It was like an overhead smash in tennis (laughs) as opposed to a volley or just hitting from one side or the other. Well, I've, I've played a lot of, I play a lot of sports that involve a lot of throwing, hitting, punching. So I have fairly good technique, <laughs> but at the same time, um, the person I was playing with rubberized gimp, uh, he can take some pain. <laughs> he, can mm-hmm. pain. he can take a lot of pain. And it was fun to be able to explore that. Cause I've never hit anyone that hard in my entire life. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it, it feels powerful. It feels really good. It feels the best feeling is the trust that they give you 
to be able to explore those thresholds of pain with them. Um, but to always know that if it, you take it too far, that you'll be aware of that and make sure that they're okay before continuing on. You know what I mean? That constant communication without actually having to say anything is, is, is powerful. I mean, that's, that's power exchange. That's one of the things I really like about impact play and, and some other um, types of, you know, power exchange, you know, dynamics and stuff like that is, it's uh, just great. Sorry, I lost the thought. <laughs> lost where I was going with that. When I see a picture of you with your partner, I can tell that something beautiful has happened. It glows through the picture. And I don't know if it's because I'm romanticizing it or if it is just this amazing energy that you have, even though I can't see your face or see your partner's face. It's just this presence that gives off this amazing aura, the likes of which I don't see in a lot of pictures. Do you feel that when you're having them taken? Um, <coughs> just like with um, acting on, you know, in front of a camera, the, the key to having a really good shot is to act like you're not trying. You know, mm. do what you would normally be doing in that situation because mm. it's probably going to look the best, you know. And I've known like a lot of times in latex because it's very anonymous looking. Well, you still have your body. You can use body language. Body mm. language is very powerful when wearing a full suit. It, it takes practice to feel comfortable enough to just exude the that kind of energy. I mean, everyone has that glow to them, you know, if they're happy individually. You know, some people I notice they'll get in front of the camera and they just stiffen up, you know, or they mm -hmm. try to like force a pose because they are trying to make it look a certain type of way and stuff. And, it, it, and then it becomes very stiff and it's not actually them, you know, it's them like trying to be them, you mm -hmm. know. And it just takes practice, you know, the more in front of a camera you get and the more you just yourself, you know, those that glow that you're talking about starts to exude and, and it's just just feeling comfortable and feeling great and feeling happy. You can see that coming out of a suit. You can tell when someone's enjoying themselves. You can, as long as they're relaxed and they're in front of the camera, relax. What is the best kind of partner for you? Is it someone who leads with connection, leads with sub-energy, or leads with something that intrigues you? Well, to most simply put, is someone who can provide connection without attachment. Hmm. Because it's the attachments, like that sense of, it just brings some uh, complications. But it's nice to connect with people and it's nice nice to be able to feel connected, you know, and to know that you can connect with them, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, that attachment feeling kind of becomes this tug of war kind of game and it's never fun, you know. That's why I probably like more poly relationships than, than monogamous relationships because it's a little bit less focused on any types of attachment, but more on just connection. Do you have to keep your relationships separate from your kink then? No, why should I? My kink life is is my relationship life. It's mm -hmm. it that's it's just my life, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't really keep things separate. It's just who I am, what I like to do, 
I'm not really like the type that wants to have this like vanilla relationship, like nesting partner. Maybe, maybe someday that's not what I really what I'm looking for. I'm, I enjoy, I enjoy the kink life and building relationships through that. So I can't imagine my relationships without it. <laughs> have you ever thought about modeling beyond the fetish world? It's not something I'm against, but it's not something that I'm like chasing either. If it happens, cool, awesome, that's sweet. But if it, it it's not something that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm really hoping that this happens, and I'm thinking about it a lot. I don't know. I guess I guess I'm still learning to be comfortable in front of the camera. I've gotten comfortable in front of the camera when I'm the photographer. I'm still learning to be comfortable in front of the camera when other people are behind the camera. It's something really? I'm growing with. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I used to be so camera shy. I've gotten so much better. Like I said, it's practice, 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 but I'm good with myself. Cause I mean, why would I be shy around myself? It's me behind the camera, you know, mm-hmm. but when other people are in the room and other energies are involved, things, you know, change, people see different things and it can get a little complicated. So I'm still getting used to getting comfortable with that. That's fascinating to me. Because I would think that there could be some energies that would help bring out new things in you. And yeah, for sure. There's, there's pluses and minuses to it. It's different. It's not good or bad. It's just different. And I've definitely become more comfortable by myself. And next step is to become more comfortable with others. You know, that's how it always is. <laughs> when you moved to Miami, you wanted to have something that was different. You wanted to have something that I remember you saying something, you wanted to move towards something and see all the new possibilities that there were. Obviously, Pittsburgh and Miami are worlds apart. What's the best thing about Miami for you? I mean, I'm, I'm living a dream. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the process and currently living out my dreams. And, and that's what feels so incredible because a lot of people, they're like, wow, you moved all the way from Pittsburgh to Miami by yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause this is, this is a dream and this, I want to make my dreams a reality, you know? So how do I make it happen? <laughs> Let's do it. Don't, don't question it. And it's been incredible. I'm living a dream. It takes a lot of courage. I guess it, it takes a lot of courage, but if it, you have a lot of trust in yourself, mm-hmm. it almost outweighs the amount of courage that you would need. When you really trust yourself and you know that you can make things happen because you know you're you're deter- determined to, you know, and, and you're willing to do the work that it takes to make your dreams happen, you know, it takes away the fear because you know it's gonna work out because you're willing to do what it takes to make it work out. And if it doesn't work out the way that you're thinking, something else will work out, you know? But having trust in yourself, uh, it doesn't take as much courage as you think when you just really, really believe in yourself. You talked to me about the fact that your latex is your armor and your ability to be touched that you had had some trepidations about skin-to-skin touch and the latex helps you. You've talked to me about physical things that had happened when you were young, and that led to you becoming very interested in the fitness world. 
and the things that led to you not being comfortable with touch seem to me like they would be things that could take your power away from you. Yet it seems like you've used all of that to create this power of self, the likes of which I've never seen before. Hmm. And maybe I'm speaking personally because that's the kind of courage that I think I wish I had. You wish you had or that you do have? That I wish I had. That you do have? I'd love to be able to say I do. I think you have. At least you know that someone does. I think part of it is that so much of my life has been defined by what other people think. And I haven't been able to escape that. Haven't had the proper tools, don't know why. But what I give of myself when it comes to kindness, what it gives of myself when it comes to connection. And we talked a little bit about this before the show. The reciprocation of that isn't always there. And so sometimes I feel like I'm pouring from an empty cup. I see you and the images that you have put out, showing your best life, showing your confidence, showing this amazing aura. And my out-and-out affection for you is my admiration of you. It's somebody that I want to see succeed. And the first time we talked, you inspired me so much to start making exercise fun for me again. And so I popped on my leotards and tights and started working to Chris Dorner's YouTube step aerobics class. And I started feeling oh so much better. And you inspire me. And you always do. And Amanda Wildfire brought out the fact that I have a lot of woo energy when I do my interviews and also when they were part of a scene that I had. And I said, it's always not so much that of romance, it's that of appreciation.
and I know people who are listening to this particular podcast and hearing the moments of dead air and, and the silence might be taken aback by the pure energy that's coming from me or coming from you. But that's what this podcast means to me is I'm going to be totally selfish and say it's people that I admire and really want to be able to bring their best life to the people who listen to this podcast. John, can I paint an analogy for you? Please. So I've heard you say this a lot, how you feel like you allow other people to define who you are, you know, or, or you know, what you look like or how you should live. And something I'm starting to realize a lot in life is everyone on a certain level is manifesting a certain reality. It's almost like um, we're all blank canvases and we all have a paintbrush and we have colors, other people have colors and we dip our paintbrush in colors and we paint other people a certain way. Sometimes we paint ourselves a certain way and all of a sudden now you got paint everywhere and everything could look like a mess if you see it that way. But just like some other types of art, you know, if you really look at it, you can see other things in it. You might see like a flower, you know, you see like leaves on the ground or something. You could see water, some sort of movement in those different strokes of paint. But it really is in the eye of the beholder of what you choose to see everyone is gonna paint you a certain type of way based on how they think and how they're manifesting their reality. But it's up to you as the owner of your own canvas that has now been painted by you and many others. What do you choose to see? What art do you want to see? Because it's there, but only if you choose to see it. I see that you're courageous. I see the courage in you takes a lot of courage to go through the things in the life that you've told me about and to put on a podcast, share with the world. You're a courageous person. A lot of people don't have that type of courage. But do you see that type of courage? Do you see yourself creating that type of courage in other areas of your life? Because I think you can. Because I think it's, I, I know it's there. I feel like I create that space for others, but haven't figured out how to create it for me. And that scares me a little bit. I think that something I, I wrote today on, on FET is very true. And, you know, we, we don't know how other people see us and does it really matter, but a lot of times people will see me through the lens of they're already partnered and have what they want and they don't understand 
how someone who still dreams of having a partner or still dreams of having certain scenes or still dreams of having the ability to express myself in my case through kink or through simply having a lovely connective time with somebody. Sometimes that's all we think about. And I actually wrote on, on FET today, is there a safe space for kinksters without partners to be able to express themselves without going through the lens of kinksters who have partners who don't understand some of the difficulty that people who don't have. Some people will never understand unless they're in that position. It's not our job to make them understand. It's just your job to understand like what you need, you know? And if you wanna ask, you know, if there's an area that would make you, you know, that you'd fit in more in that space without the couples, more of the singles, you know, you have every right to ask, you know, it's how you're going to get what you want because you just ask and, and, you know, make those connections and, and you'll find that, you know, but in order to get that, you have to know exactly that's what you need. That's what you want. Realizing that you're polyamorous can be a wonderful insight. Polyamory Dating Guide is a book about finding other people who share your view of polyamory and want to share it with you. This book includes a variety of sections on poly-specific dating, such as navigating online dating with a review of poly-specific dating sites and how to make a profile that works, real-time dating tips that will tell you where to find polyam people and how to make a positive impression, how to date as an existing couple, and if you should, dating as an introvert, queer in dating, and lots more. Get your copy at polyamorydatingguide.com. Have you ever had the joy of being wrapped up in a cocoon of spandex where the idea of movement can only be fantasy? It is amongst the most beautiful feelings ever. That feeling of that tight material hugging every part of you. Well, our friends at Winter Fetish want you to experience that sensation and are offering listeners of our show 10% off spandex sleep sacks when you use the code www.spandexsleeps and you will help the show as well with your purchase. I dream of being zipped up and held in one of these amazing sleep sacks and I think you'll enjoy it too. Enter the code www.spandexsleeps at checkout when you visit winterfetish.com. Pleasant dreams. Hello, all you dear listeners of this amazing show. My name is Anya, and I also have a podcast called Sexualchemy. And I would love for you to come discover what we're doing over in my little sliver of the world, talking about sex, our paths to figuring out our most authentic expressions, unshaming all aspects of it, and generally just creating community around people who want to explore whatever their most authentic sexual expression is. So I hope you enjoy listening. I hope you reach out and I hope you become part of my little community that I love so much. Join Anya for Sexualchemy and listen to my episode. It was an amazing interview. 
Sexual Alchemy with Anya, available where you get your podcasts. Are you liking what you're hearing? Check out the Total Archives wherever you find your podcasts. And please remember to subscribe so you don't miss a minute. And while you're there, help John out by giving him a rating and a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now let's get back to what women and other wonderful humans want. Welcome back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit, joined by Master Trinity, a.k.a. The Matrix Dominatrix. You have fun in most everything that you do from the fact that I see you in full puppy attire from time to time to you being a badass on a motorcycle to you enjoying the fitness life that you do. But I do know that you very much enjoy the lifestyle of doming. Is that bringing you more joy than just about anything else these days? Um, yeah, that's, that's a tough question. Yes, yes. No, that's not a tough question. That's very, <laughs> very much so, yes. Very much so, yes. It's uh, since moving, I've been able to explore and practice and enjoy more of being a top and being more uh, of a dom towards others and in those types of opportunities. So it's been really exciting ride. <laughs> it's been a really exciting ride. Um, those are definitely, definitely the best. What are the things you've enjoyed the most from your scenes? Lately, I have um, gotten to practice impact play. And I'm uh, extremely blessed and lucky to have a submissive who really enjoys impact play. Because that's really the best option you have if you really want to become good. Mm -hmm. So um, I've gotten to practice using some tools um, that I've never gotten to try before and have fallen in love with the flogger. <laughs> the flogger, uh -huh. the Florentine floggers are my favorite. It is so fun and it's relaxing and it just feels really good to administer it. And it feels even better to know that the other person's enjoying it just as much. And that's been something I've gotten to explore more as a dom um, much more recently is the impact play. Explain to me the energy that is returned to you when you perform the impact. It's interesting because it's a buildup of energy and, and you, can, you can feel when it starts to build up because you can feel as though you can hit harder and they can take it. And when they can take it, there's this instant feedback that you're like, they could do more. And you kind of get this kind of energy buildup and, and you start to push these levels with your partner. So it becomes a power exchange, but it's not that they're giving you power is you guys are both synergistically powering up each other. And it becomes a very, very high frequency, very energetic, very, very memorable moment in that power exchange. And um, yeah. <laughs> How much, and this is just a silly question because I don't know, do you ever worry that uh, various impact is going to mess up latex? Um, I always take that into account. That's why um, the only impact play I've administered on latex has either been paddles that have like a very flat surface because mm -hmm. the latex has a very much, you can bounce it really good. Mm -hmm. um, now I've used my, 
rubber Florentine floggers on someone's latex and I had the floggers looped before we used them. And so they were sliding on her suit. So it would create a very nice snap, but it's not actually gonna tear into the suit. It's not gonna grab it and rip it off. It's gonna slide. And uh, it creates a really, really nice strike and slap without the grab of the suit, which was just helpful, but not quite sure. I haven't really explored any other tools besides those on latex because I am very kind of particular what goes on the latex. But I figured those two are more of the safer options when it comes to not wanting to, to tear your stuff. Let me live vicariously for just a moment. What's it like to have a latex on latex scene? Interestingly enough, I've had moments where I've had, you know, latex on latex um, and especially not being able to see either. And the image you get in your mind is sometimes as though they're, they're not wearing latex. It's, you can feel the, exchange of energy between you two without the sensations of actual skin. And it becomes a very visual thing. It's, it's crazy to me, but it, it feels as though you can imagine that it actually wasn't even on their body and it's just them, you know, and it's, it's very connecting feeling like it's so separating, but it's very connecting. It's interesting. Speaking of visual, one of the more interesting ways of wearing a latex cat suit is with the hood and blindfold and sensory deprivation and stuff. What goes through your mind when you're cut off from the rest of the world by a layer of latex? Um, things get much more quiet. Things get much more quiet, which makes other particular things that much more intense, which is nice. It almost kind of blocks off a lot of noise. That's what it feels like. You can just focus on the things that need to be focused on, whether it's a certain thought or a certain feeling or, you know, a certain person, you know, it becomes much more uh, calm and uh, not so noisy. When you are the person being touched while you're in that state, are the touches that much more intense? Yeah, it feels, I mean, it feels amazing. It feels great. It feels good. It feels amazing. But it also too, like, it's not like just anybody could touch you, you know, it's still, still feels like that person is touching, you know, but it's, it's different. It is more intense. Something just very different about it that feels really great. Something that was fun from Fetish Factory Weekend and also some of your more recent pictures is you have slipped out of the cat suit and have some <laughs> new outfits that you seem to have a lot of fun with. Are you enjoying diversifying the look? Uh, so give me an example. Which looks are you talking about? There was an outfit that had lots of it was almost like a tank top with lots of cross uh pieces of material that almost looked like it was more of a bodysuit than anything hmm. yeah i mean i have a whole bunch of latex pieces i don't always go for the cat suit and oftentimes i don't go for the cat suit because it's special i don't want to rip my cat suit all the time so when i'm wearing latex here and there and everywhere you know i, I have a bunch of pieces i like to piece together you know it makes it uh fun to be able to wear the latex without always having to wear the catsuit. 
Talk to me about how the fitness business is doing. Are you still enjoying that part of life? Yeah, I would never give up the fitness business. It's it's gotten back on its feet. There were some hiccups when I moved down here for sure, um, but we've worked through those hiccups and we're back on track and everything is moving as uh, it needs to at the moment. And it's been great. So the fitness business is, I would say not even needing to be picking up because it's great where it's at currently right now. And that's, it's been perfect. For those who are interested in your fitness business, please tell me more. So I um, am a kinesiologist and I work with people who um, live with either chronic pain or problems that they've gone to the therapist, they've gone to the chiropractor. It doesn't ever seem to just actually get solved and fixed. And they've gone to the doctor and obviously there's some, there's nothing wrong with surgery or anything like that. Well, come see me. There's probably something structurally wrong. <laughs> there's probably some sort of movement or pattern or habit that has been developed that's causing that pain. So how do we find those patterns and how do we fix those patterns and how do we train those patterns to work better and more efficiently? And it's, it's a, a really great experience and stuff that you'll uh, bring with you for the rest of your life skills that you'll you'll uh, have throughout the rest of your life to use and, and build on and, and keep growing and getting better. And if people want to connect you with you through that, what's the best way to find you? Best way to find me, um, go to www.shinefitnesstraining.com. And on there, you will find um, a contact form that'll send an email directly to me. And all you'll do is just type your name um, and any of the information that's on that box. And um, we will start talking about scheduling and pricing and what's going to work for you and uh, get you close to your goals as fast as possible and in a a reasonable time that's going to work sustainable for you. And I know that I need to get back on my step and get going here as I've mentioned many times that you inspired me to start taking myself a lot, taking care of myself a lot better. And you, uh, you're just an amazingly special person to me. And I so appreciate you having a, a second visit with us almost, almost a year since the first one. And I thought it was past year already. Not past it, year. it is past a year. It is past year. I was almost saying almost a year on the other side. So I'm going to leave with this question. How much have you changed in this year? I would have to ask the question back to you because you haven't seen me in a year. Because I might not notice a lot of change. I've probably changed a lot, but maybe not at all. You know, do I seem as though I've changed? Besides the fact that I'm extremely exhausted right now and I look awful because I'm not wearing any makeup. Don't judge me for that, Sean. (laughs) I see you as stronger. I see you as wiser. I see you as more resilient. I see someone who was living a life that was very lovely, but wasn't getting you to where you wanted to be because of circumstances that were outside of your control. And that you took that control, you took the faith, you took the leap, you went to Miami, found a new home, found a new life, found a way to take everything that is good about you and create this whole new brightness about you. You took trips 
to Seattle that puts you in an atmosphere that is so perfectly tailored for you that it was as though you had been born into an even newer life of even more shine. I saw you go to Fetish Factory and be around the people that not only do you appreciate, you love, but they were your people. And I saw the pictures that came out of that. And I see more and more happiness every time I see you. And I know you may be exhausted and you say you don't have any makeup on, but you know that I see you. I see you in a way that I hope you realize is just one of admiration, one of genuine inspiration, and somebody who's my friend. It's always a pleasure, John. I'm glad to see that you're doing better. You sound better than the last time I saw you. You're doing good. You're doing good. There is a story about the last time Trinity and I talked. Truth is, we tried to do this show a few months ago, and I couldn't make it through it. She looked through the Zoom at me and noticed something was wrong. I was in the midst of one of my worst depressions in nearly a decade. And while I'm a bit better, those emotions are still raw, as you heard in this episode. She sees me and gives me space to be me. And I think you could tell that this episode was very difficult to do as well. This show put me in an immensely vulnerable space. And as my listeners, I don't hide that from you. One of the things that makes our weekly visit special is the realness I approach every show with, from the guests to my own experiences. If you listened all the way through, a genuine thank you. And if you're so inclined, please drop me a note and tell me what you thought. You can find me on all the socials at HiTheirCatsuit or through my personal email at HiTheirCatsuit at gmail.com. I cannot express enough love for Trinity and the way she understands me. I wish her nothing but extreme happiness and joy as she lives the beautiful life. On Friday, we'll have a bonus episode where I get to talk to the YouTube hypnotist with millions of views. It's Jacqueline Powers joining us on her 10th anniversary of her premiere on YouTube with hundreds of wonderful hypnosis files on YouTube and Patreon, she brings fantasy to life through her words, taking you on a glorious trip to trance. That premieres Friday. And next week, it's the hosts of the Kinky Cocktail Hour, Saffir Master and Lady Petra, who join me to talk about their power exchange relationship, Lady Petra's Playground of Coaching, their popular podcast, and a new German sex toy they brought to America that gives the pleasure of vibration to guys in a whole new way. I hope you'll join us. I'm John, 
always known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. And for those of you going to FETCON, I'll see you in a couple days. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. We invite you to follow us on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter, What Women Want Podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky done differently.